In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Because Father John Carrillo demands a title, and he did just ask me, Father, healing power, okay, subtitle, it ain't over till it's over. So that's what we're talking about today, and in fact, we're at a time in Jesus' earthly ministry where he seems to be kind of going from miracle to miracle. And I'm sure you all remember the gospel lesson from three weeks ago where Jesus did raise from the dead the widow's son. Remember, he came across the funeral procession and he had compassion upon the widow and he touched the coffin and her son was raised from the dead. And then more recently to today's lesson, uh, as the disciples and Jesus were in a boat and crossing the sea, Jesus did what I would do in a storm in a boat. He, he fell asleep. And unlike me, however, he was able, the disciples were really, really scared for their lives, and they woke him up, and he calmed the storm and stilled the waters. And then when they got to shore, he encountered the Gadarene demoniac, which was last week's gospel lesson. And of course, that individual was so filled with demons that they were named Legion. And the Lord uh, cast the demons out and healed him. Today we get two more miracles. We get a healing, and then we're going to one-up that with another person who was raised from the dead. And what we do have today, though, in the lesson is healing power. It's not just healing, it's power that comes from Christ. As you heard in the gospel lesson, when the woman touched the fringe of his clothing, he said, I felt power going out from me. And that is the healing power of the Lord. He can heal anything and everything. He's healed the blind. He has healed the lame, he's cured leprosy, and he has raised from the dead. Whatever it is, he can do that, and he wants to do that for us, and he will even come to us to do it. But we need to approach the Lord and ask for healing, and we need to ask with perseverance and with humility and with faith. You know, we have a saying, it's, you don't ask, you don't get. Now, the Lord does want us to ask. Can he heal without us asking? Of course he can. In fact, from that gospel lesson three weeks ago, that widow did not ask the Lord to raise her son from the dead. The lesson says the Lord saw her and had compassion upon her, and so he did that. Does the Lord always answer our prayers for healing? not a trick question. Yes, he does. He absolutely does. Do you think that the God who created us, each one of us, and who knows how many hairs are on each one of our head would just blow us off when we pray and ask? No. He will answer. And of course, you've heard it said, there's three answers that God usually gives. He'll say yes, or he'll say no, or he'll say wait. 
Now, when he says no, and I need to point this out, when the Lord says no to healing, it's not the same thing as I might say to my precious daughter who in just a few very short weeks will probably be getting her driver's license. When she says, Dad, can I borrow the car? And I say, no. When the Lord says no, he says, no, I have something else for you. So keep that in mind. You know, even Jesus in the garden, before his arrest, he, he prayed to the Father. He said, Father, let this cup pass from me, but let thy will be done, not mine. So, we need to be willing to accept what God's will is for us. Well, I said we need those three things as we approach and ask for healing. Perseverance, humility, and faith. Perseverance. It's that thing deep inside each one of us that says, keep going no matter what. Doesn't matter what the obstacles are. Doesn't matter how long it takes. Doesn't matter how hard it is. We just need to keep going. We need to persevere. You know, oftentimes, well, yeah, we do. We, oftentimes in this, our culture, we want things right now, immediately. And I was thinking about this, and I thought, you know, wasn't too many years ago we had this really cool electronic gadget that they had developed, and we would plug it into this thing at home that we now call a landline, but we used to call a telephone, and this device was actually called an answer machine. And we would call that in somebody's house. They weren't there. We would leave a message, and you know what? We might not get a call back from them for a day or more. Today, we text somebody, and if we don't get a text back within just a few minutes, we're wondering, what's going on? Why aren't they answering me? We want things done right now. We need to persevere. The woman with the flow of blood had been persevering for 12 years, said she had spent her living on cures, trying to cure this flow of blood. Now, if you think about it, if she'd been bleeding for 12 years, she would have been, well, first off, if she spent her living on it, financially, she's wiped out. Emotionally, I think she would be wiped out as well, getting up every day for 12 years and knowing that it's just another day trying to get by. You know, physically, uh, losing blood for 12 years, you'd be anemic. You'd be really, really fatigued. You would have, your heart rate would be up. Uh, if with a less amount of blood in your system, you wouldn't get as much oxygen to your brain. You'd be maybe thinking a little fuzzy. Um, I think the medical terminology for how she felt was really, really bad. But she kept at it. She kept persevering and trying. And sometimes we pray for something for a few days, or even a few weeks or a few months. She was at it for 12 years. You know, our building prayer, we've been praying. I don't even know how many years we've been praying it. And we might be praying it for another lot of years, too. Of course, now that we've changed it up a little bit, it's really messed me up. New wording to it, but that's okay. But don't give up. The woman with the flow of blood, she didn't give up either. And of course, in Luke 18, in the parable of the widow and the judge, the Lord tells 
tells the, the parable of the woman kept knocking on the, the judge, or knocking on his chambers. She wanted satisfaction, and she finally got it. And what did the Lord say as he was telling that parable? He said, men ought to pray and not lose heart. In other words, we need to persevere. We need to persevere and be in this for the long haul. But we also need humility as we come. Today we see a distraught father approaching the Lord. His daughter is dying, and he's an important man. He's a ruler of the synagogue. And does he come to Jesus, grab a hold of him, and say, come here, I need you right now, you need to come with me? No. He came and he fell at Jesus' feet. He could have sent a servant. In fact, his daughter was dying. He could have sent a servant and stayed with his dying daughter. But he came in his humility and beseeched the Lord for healing for his daughter. You know, the woman who was healed, by the way, when she was found out, what did she do? She fell at Jesus' feet. She didn't just fall. She was trembling. She was really scared. She was humble. And who are we, then, to demand that God do things for us? What have we done to do anything to deserve it? Least of all, his healing. We need to be humble and acknowledge that his God is the one who can heal us. You know, I was thinking about the prayer the Lord gave us to pray, the Lord's Prayer. How do we pray that? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Right there, we're acknowledging who it is we're talking to. We're talking to God. We ask for his kingdom to come, so he's the king, and that his will will be done here as it is in heaven. And it's not until we acknowledge all of that until we now ask for something. We ask for our daily bread. We are told to ask for what we want. We just need to acknowledge that God's will be done, not our own. So perseverance, humility, and faith. Faith. Um, I like it to describe it as just the absolute belief, absolute belief and confidence in God. And there was Jairus worrying about his daughter, and I said, you know, she was dying. Why did he leave her side? because he knew the Lord could heal her. He had absolute belief and confidence that Jesus could come and heal her. He clearly knew Jesus could heal. He'd heard the stories. But he came and he asked, implored the Lord to come and heal her. What about the woman? Did she have faith? Absolutely. She'd been bleeding for 12 years. And in the culture, you know, blood makes her unclean in the Jewish culture. And so she would have been shunned by society. Not only had she wiped out her savings, her health, but she would have been pretty much on her own as well. And she had faith enough to go into a multitude of people. It says that Peter told the Lord, Lord, there's multitudes around you. How, why do you mean somebody touched you? But she had enough faith to go and touch the hem of the Lord's garments. 
to be healed. Well, where else could these two turn? Where can we turn? The, law, the Lord said to the woman when she explained what it, she'd been healed of, what did he say? Daughter, go in peace. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Her absolute belief and confidence in God. How many times do we read Jesus saying to someone who he's just healed, your faith has made you well? We need to have faith. If the Lord's going to make a big deal out of it, I think we need to as well. Well, nothing is too great or too small to bring to God and ask for his healing power. He wants us to come, and he wants us to act and to ask. And we need to act. We need to come to him just as the woman did and just as Jairus did. And let us then approach the Lord with perseverance and humility and faith and ask for the healing that we need. And to him who can heal all of our infirmities and diseases, be all praise, honor, and glory, now and ever, and to ages of ages. Amen.